He's present. He just isn't public. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have part two of Priscilla Shire's message about letting revival start with us. And she's explaining today about how everything that God did throughout history was to be in relationship with us, to let him be seen in us, not to hide himself, but so that we would come out on top, so that we would be victorious. Even when the devil came against different parts of the scripture, different people in the scripture, God always came out on top. And that is the way it is with us. He wants to show himself faithful to us. Here's Priscilla. And so all throughout the scriptures from the Old Testament all the way into the New, we find a God who wanted to be found by his people. He wanted to reveal himself. Do you know what great lengths he went to reveal himself to you and to me? All of history really is a chronicling of God's desire to be seen and experienced and felt in a tangible, real way to be in relationship with every single one of us. It started in the garden, you know, Adam and Eve. He set them down in a perfect environment so that they could have a perfect relationship with him. But you know, we have a very real enemy that has always worked against revival, the revealing of God. And so even then, he slithered into the perfect environment and introduced sin, and they bit the apple. And sin didn't just enter into that perfect environment, but the DNA of sin was passed down to all humanity for all time. And it seemed like all hope was lost, but our God, never to be outdone, he stepped in and had another move. Because Adam and Eve, they came together again and they had a little baby boy named Seth. And then Seth gave birth to Enosh. And Genesis chapter 4 says that when Enosh was born, everybody began to worship God again. The enemy, he wanted to try to stand against the revealing of God, the revelation of God, the relationship of God to humanity. And so he made it so that sin was introduced and perpetuated and proliferated throughout humanity. And things got so bad that the entire human race really needed to be wiped out. And it seemed like the enemy had the upper hand and he was going to win. But our God, never to be outdone, he went and he found a man named Noah. And he said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. And Noah said, a what? He said, an ark. Because one day it is going to rain. Noah said, it's going to what? He said, it's going to rain. And so he built an ark, didn't even know what it was for rain. He had never seen it before. But in obedience to God, his ark became the carrier through which God would preserve all of humanity. And once again, our God, always he was on top. But the enemy caused sin to proliferate again, the attitudes of people to be hardened against the one true God. And things looked so dire that it looked as if the enemy had won. But our God, never to be outdone, he went to a little obscure town and found an obscure man named Abram. He plucked him out of a town called Ur. He set him on a brand new path. He changed his name. He changed the GPS coordinates on his ambitions and the trajectory of his life. And he said, through you, Abraham, I'm going to make a brand new people called the children of Israel. They will be my people. I will mark them with my presence. I will make a covenant with them so that you can't mess with them no matter how hard it is that you try. 
So the children of Israel were crafted as an opportunity for God to maintain relationship with humanity no matter what the enemy would try. But the enemy, of course, wanted to do everything he could to keep revival, to keep revelation, to keep the revealing of God from happening fully with humanity. And so Israel was enslaved for 400 years. They were enslaved down in Egypt and it looked like all hope was lost, but our God never to be outdone. He made it so that there was a little boy named Moses that was raised as the prince of Egypt. And at just the right time, he said to Moses, Mo, you go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh's heart was softened and he released the children of Israel. And after 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years of coming into intimate relationship with their God, they finally came into the promised land and it looked like the enemy had been beaten forever. But the enemy, he had another move up his sleeve because he made it so that the idols of their new land looked as appealing as the one true God. And so they began to worship idols in the book of Judges, it says. And when you get to the end of the book of the Judges, the last line of the book of Judges says, everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes kind of sounds like America in the year 2019, doesn't it? And it looked like the enemy was going to have the final say. But our God, never to be outdone, he went and found a woman named Ruth. And Ruth married Boaz. She and Boaz had a baby named Obed, and Obed gave birth to Jesse, and Jesse gave birth to a little baby boy named David, that's King David, the one who the prophets had already prophesied. Through that lineage, there would be one born who would settle this matter once and for all. The people that were on the stage of the world in that moment did not even know that they were already in place for a historical move for which the enemy would never have a response for. The Old Testament closed 400 years of silence passed and then the curtain opened and Jesus Christ stepped on the scene and that is the response that the enemy has never ever been able to tackle Jesus God the Father revealed himself in the Old Testament and then Jesus came in the New Testament Jesus was the physical embodiment of God the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yahweh tried to make it so that he could have relationship with people as boldly as he could in the Old Testament. And then he came in the New Testament in the person of Jesus Christ. In every dispensation, he tried to figure out the best way to make it so that he could reveal himself to humanity. God the Father in the Old Testament, Jesus the Son in the New Testament. And in every stage, people rejected the revelation that God gave, him, gave them of himself. One scholar said it this way, that the great sin of the Old Testament is that they did not believe in God the Father. The great sin of the New Testament is that they did not believe in Jesus the Son. And the great sin of our generation is that we really don't believe in the Holy Spirit. That on every turn when Jesus, our God, seeks to reveal himself, that we always question the way he seeks to reveal himself to us. Jesus came in the Old Testament, the Word made flesh, and he dwelt among them. Listen to John describe this beholding of Jesus. He said in John chapter 1 verse 14, the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. Listen to the awe in his voice as he says it. And we beheld his glory. I mean, John can't believe it. The glory of God the Father. We, we saw him with our own eyes. We got an up close, personal, front row seat, chin on our hands, salivating experience because we got a front row seat to see Jesus Christ, to hear the words come out of his mouth, to hear him teach, to see him heal and prophesy and tell people to repent because the kingdom of God was at hand. We got to see him for ourselves. I love how Eugene Peterson puts that verse in the Message Bible. He says, Jesus came and moved into the neighborhood of humanity. That he came to move into your neighborhood and my neighborhood. That's revival. That he came to make himself present, to walk publicly among the people so that they could experience what it was like to be in the very presence of God. And so he performed miracles and he taught so he could authenticate that he was who he said he was and that he could do exactly what he said he could do. And everybody didn't believe him. They just weren't quite convinced, just like they weren't in the Old Testament. They weren't convinced about Jesus in the New Testament. They weren't sure about this Messiah business. But what they did know was that where everywhere Jesus showed up, blind people could see. What they did know, even though they weren't sure about the whole kingdom of God is at hand stuff, what they did know was that when this Jesus showed up, lame people could walk and the deaf could hear and the dead were being raised. Everywhere Jesus showed up and every time he spoke, his words were dripping with an awe and with an authority that they had never ever heard before. They'd heard the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders, that had been nice, but they ain't never heard nothing like this. And so wherever Jesus went, it says throngs of people were crowded around him because they wanted to get as close as they possibly could. You know, like the woman with the issue of blood who forced her way through a crowd because she wanted to get as close as she could so she could reach out and touch the hem of his garment because she knew if she could just touch him, that power would leave him and come to her and heal her of all her diseases. They weren't sure about whether or not he was the Messiah, but they knew he was something. And God tried to reveal himself once again. Jesus walking amongst the people. Which is why one of the scariest, <laughs> one of the most troubling one-liners in all of scripture is John chapter 11, <laughs> verse 54. I said all of that to get us to John chapter 11, <laughs> verse 54. It says, therefore, Jesus no longer walked publicly among the Jews. He went away. One of the most troubling portions of all of scripture is that Jesus no longer went public. He was present, he was there, he just wasn't public. He was around, but he just chose to stave off into more quiet corners instead of walking publicly among the people. No more miracles, no more teaching out in public. People wouldn't be privy to the revival, to the revelation of himself as he had come to give. No, he no longer walked publicly amongst the people. Are we living in a time where he is no longer walking publicly among us. He's present, he just ain't public. 
That was Priscilla Shire, and you can find that entire talk on YouTube if you search under Priscilla Shire, Going Beyond Ministries, Let Revival Begin With Me. You can also find out more information about her at goingbeyond.com. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. Thank you.